Aloha and welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out of this world conversations with extraordinary people. And today I have a beautiful lady, Danielle Lynn Viola on, and I'll bring her on in just a moment. The first, just a couple of announcements. Um, first, if you have not grabbed the free 20 minute meditative journey to meet your galactic family and guides, I urge you to do so. And I would love to hear the feedback on who you get to meet. That's on my website, mysticmanta.com or drlisajthompson.com. Also, I still have a couple of spots available for my galactic retreat experience from September 14th to the 17th here on the big island of Hawaii. So check that out also in Mystic Manta. And then if you are visiting the island any other time, definitely come see me on one of my big island UFO tours where you will get to experience the night sky in a whole new way. Okay, so without further ado, we're gonna bring Danielle on. Hi, Danielle. Hi, hey Lisa, how are you? I'm good, I'm so happy to have you here. And let me introduce you to our audience. So Danielle Lynn Viola is an awakening and ascension guide. Having come into this lifetime fully awake as a spiritual being in physical form, the veil did not fall for her. It wasn't until she was seven years old that she came to the realization that not everyone was astral traveling or enjoying regular out-of-body experiences. At the young age of 11, she began studying and practicing varied forms of divination, such as tarot, palmistry, numerology, astrology, and handwriting analysis. By her 18th year, she had her own private consulting and coaching practice. As life became ever hectic and the pressure to make something of herself become more intense, around the time of her 21st birthday, she began focusing on her singing and acting career and set out on a 22-year journey of self-discovery. In 2016, Danielle started experiencing a series of sudden earth-shattering awakenings, including a reincarnation in the same body experience, where her consciousness expanded exponentially and heeded the call to dedicate herself to the service of the collective as we ascend back to the light. Okay, we're gonna stop there because that's that's a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> so much good stuff. And you know, my the the standard question I ask people is kind of how you grew up. So I'm really curious because you know, most people the veil does come down for them, but did you grow up in a household where this was completely normal and like welcome or tell me how you grew up? Mm, yeah. So no, it wasn't welcomed and it wasn't normal. <laughs> so okay. uh, yeah, I, I grew up on Long Island, New York uh, in an average middle-class family. My pe parents both very hardworking, hard, you know, hardcore work ethic. Um, and so for me from an infant, I just was straddling both worlds. So uh, my mother said that I was the most uh, agreeable baby that she ever met because <laughs> she could leave me in a baby swing all day long and I would just swing away with not a word out of me, just giggles. And because I was literally popping myself out of my body and doing whatever I wanted. Um, yeah. So I have, I have very clear memories of being in the crib and uh, wanting my mother and she didn't come. Uh, so I would pop myself out of the body and I would find her in the house and she'd usually be in the kitchen. I remember one time distinctly seeing her on the floor playing with my brother, who's about 18 months older than me. Uh, and I was just content to just bob along on the ceiling and watch and just be in her energy. 
So what wound up happening was how I found out that this wasn't normal. Yeah. Um, was one. So what was happening was I was sleepwalking and I was sleepwalking at night and I would find my mother and I would cry at her. Mm. So on a soul level, I was not happy with what was happening uh, with my mom and the house and everything. So I would find her and I would cry at her and okay. she would yell at me. <laughs> and so this one morning, um, I was about seven years old, maybe eight years old. And I woke up and I went to the kitchen and she just took me by the shoulders and she said to me, you're done. Never again. It's over. No more. Finished not allowed, like terror of God, you know, through her yeah. eyes. And, and I just, I just sucked it all in. And so I wasn't really, after that, I wasn't really able to just pop in and out when I wanted, but my dreamscape was very alive and very, very vivid. So I would, I would astral project, you know, as we all do when we dream, mm -hmm. when we go to sleep, but I would remember and I would wake up fully remembering my travels. Whereas before I would just be able to pop myself out. Um, like I would go into the city a lot uh, to go look at the lights and hang out on top of the bridges. Cause my parents, we would go into the city to see family every weekend. Um, and so that, that kind of ability to just do it willfully was gone, but I was still doing it actively in my dreamscape. Yeah. So it okay. wasn't, it wasn't acceptable. Right. It, it was actually, in my household growing up, it was quite difficult. My my mother was very, very controlling. She was dealing with a lot of her own issues, a lot of anxiety and paranoia. Um, so anything out of the, you know, what what she considered okay was just not allowed. So there was a lot of that sucking okay. energy and just hold it in. Yeah. Yeah. Was, were, was she religious or just like yeah. just working mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and here's, here's another magical thing about it is uh, I grew up without religion. So my mother was abused within the Catholic church as a child. So she just was not interested at all in going to church. However, she, she would talk about God or she would talk about Jesus, um, but she would never take us to a church. So I wanted to know what this church thing was all about because, you know, I had friends and I'd sleep over their houses and they would go to church and I would, I would feel like, oh my God, I want to know what this religion thing is. I had a real drive. So what I did is I strategically became friends with like all different girls from different backgrounds, Episcopalian, Lutheran, Catholic, um, born again. And I would invite myself over to sleep over on a Saturday night. So Sundays I can go to their religious uh, events with them. I would even join youth groups. Like I really wanted to know. And what was really, really interesting was even at that young age, I just had this real drive and passion to understand what religion is, what faith is. And what I learned through all those experiences is that all those different uh, areas of religion or sex or whatever you want to call them, mm -hmm. like they all speak the same things, but from a different angle. Yeah. And what I realized also was uh, for the most part, most of them were hypocritical. Like they would say one thing, but then the people would do another. So I learned really young, like, okay, I got this religious thing down. I understand it. And I'm able to now put it to the side and move forward. So my mother wasn't religious. My family wasn't religious, but I found religion at a very young age. And I found the truth through my eyes and was able to build on that as I got older. Yeah, that's actually, um, I have a very similar experience because my mother was an astrologer growing up, so we didn't go to church. But I also, I, I 
all my friends went to church and, you know, so I, I did the same thing. I, I went to church with them. I even had boyfriends from different faiths, yeah. <laughs> but I was kind of experimenting, mm -hmm. right? Getting the information and saying, yeah, just, um, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Well, so, okay. So then at 11, then you start doing divination. Yeah. So this is a super fun and exciting thing for me to share. So when I was 11, my mother um, had a best friend and this best friend invited my mother to a psychic seminar. And I said, Ooh, psychic seminar. What's that? And, you know, they said, Oh, you know, it's where they got these vendors and people read tarot cards or whatever. And I said, Oh, I want to go. And she said, Nope, you're, you're not to go. You're too young, too impressionable, not taking you. So me being the very obstinate, you know, head forward kind of person, I got on the bus and I went to the biggest library that I could find in the area. And I remember walking into the library and going up to the woman, she was standing at like the Dewey, the Dewey decimal, they used to have the Dewey decimal system, right? The little, the little right. thingies. And, uh, and I told her the situation. I said, Hey, you know, my, my, my mom's going to this thing called a psychic seminar. She won't let me go. Like, you know, she told me it's about this, this, and this, like, what do you have? I, I, I want to know what this is about. And so she closed it up. She said, follow me. She brought me all the way to the far wall of the library, brought me into a door down into the basement and walked me all the way to the end of this basement up against the concrete wall. And she turned around and she said, this is it. It was this small little section. So this is like 1984 in the library, right? Looking for a new age section that didn't yet exist. Right. <laughs> and she said, here you go. This is it. And it was a very small section, just enough for her to like put her hands out. Uh, and they, um, they had Time Life UFO books. Uh, they had Amityville Horror, which ironically, I, I wound up living in Amityville for 12 years when I was an adult. Okay. Um, and uh, they had some books on psychology. And then they had a book on um, handwriting analysis. Hmm. So that book, the handwriting analysis book, I still have it to this day. So I took that book home and I studied handwriting analysis. And what I learned through that was that you could actually analyze and get information about someone's personality, like how they deal with stimulus, like the way they would react to things all by their handwriting, which to me seemed really magical at the time. So what I did was I started studying. They had these transparent pages and all I needed was six lines of uh, an unruled paper of someone's writing. And I would be able to break down their their total personality, their psyche, everything. And I got really, really good at it. So my mom's friend, Karis was her name, heard that I was getting really good at this. So she asked me to do an analysis of her and her sister who lived in Canada. And I did it and I would hand page, hand write three pages or more. Absolutely loved it, wanted to pay me for it. I said, absolutely not. So the next time she saw me, she came and she had two books for me. She had a book on dream analysis and numerology. And I started studying those and I got really good at those. And before you know it, like I was at, at the time it was Walden Books. I was at Walden Books in their little new age section and I was getting everything I could. And every time I picked up a new form of divination, I found that I was able to very easily take it in and duplicate it. Okay. Um, so yeah, by the time I was 13, I had kids in, you know, middle school lining up to have their palms read or have their names broken down or to do their astrology, astrology and natal charts. I got into when I was more like 14, 15, 16. Uh, yeah. And then by the time I was in college, in my early years of college, I had my own practice out of my dorm room and I used to put ads in papers and like those local, um, you know, health market papers and stuff like that. I would put ads in and stuff. So yeah, that, 
that's what started it. Wow, that is, I mean, very, I, I'm just, I'm blown away because I, you're the, you're the first person I've had on that actively pursued this, you know, as, as a child, essentially. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty incredible. Yeah. And out, out of those modalities, I'm curious, which is your favorite? Ooh, ooh that's kind of tough. I know. It is um, I would have to say astrology. Just, be, you know, and astrology isn't so much of divination. So here, you know, let, let me take it back a moment because my my divination has evolved into something completely different outside of these modalities, if you will, or types, you know. Um, I've learned, you know, over my journey and over the years uh, to, to really tune in and to be able to get information or, you know, some people call it channeling or what have you. Um, and then I intuitively, like when I work with clients, I just intuitively know what to pull out that's going to bring us to where we're looking to go ultimately. Right. Um, but so, but, but astrology is something that, especially in today's uh, temperament in the world, I find that astrology is a great tool to use just to understand how to work with the cosmic energies through your own physical vehicle in order to create the kind of experiences that you're looking to have in life or to create the kind of life that you're looking to. So I'd have to say as an overarching, astrology mm -hmm. is a great one to go to just to get a sense of, you know, the cycles of the universe that we live within cycles, that we're part of that cycle. It really is just very overall expansive, you know, for the individual. Yeah. So can you go into more detail how you use it in your life? Astrology. Yeah. 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 So um, I have a group that I actually run. It's called Moon Manifesting and More. And, and I'm always keyed into the uh, to the cosmos, right, into the energies that are affecting us on the planet. Um, and so I just key into that and I feel into that. And then I channel through uh, for those in the group the, the information that's needed. And I assist and support in knowing um, what energies or what areas of life are being affected, things of that nature, and how to really capitalize on all that beautiful energy that the cosmos is bringing us through the astrological events, whether it's eclipses, solstice, like there's one coming up, um, as well as, of course, the moon cycles, the new moon, full moon, and so on and so forth. So I'm always outside. I'm always looking up, right? I'm always yeah. just very connected. I'm very connected to my my star team, my galactic team. Um, and it's, it's kind of, it's kind of like a hodgepodge, you know, it's, we're all conduits, right? Um, we're all these physical beings of the earth having a very spiritual experience, which is of the heavens, if you want to use heavens or cosmos or what have you. So it's always kind of like this symmetry of mixing the two within your vehicle to create that unique expression that comes through your soul, you know, your soul signature expression with that. So yeah. I, I, I hope I'm answering. It's kind of, you are, you yeah, are. So, um, because you brought it up and I was gonna, I was gonna get us there somehow, but I would love to know more about your star team or galactic team, because that's, you know, very much a part of my life as well. And um, so I would, first of all, how did you discover them or how did you like, were they, did you always know they were there? 
or yeah. was it at some point in your life you're like oh hi <laughs> yeah 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 um well when I was very very young and I would astral travel I would come by uh beings um I can't say I ever had any real direct like I just would come by them uh but it just felt very I don't know natural I didn't really it wasn't like oh who are you or anything like that um but it's really in my later life. So I went through a process of like going really deep into what you'd consider the matrix, right? Where I kind of let all of this spiritual stuff go. And I just focused on the 3D, like, you know, home, family, career, all of that kind of thing. And that was my 22 year journey where I just let all this stuff go. And I just went really deep into just being a human being here, trying to make their way in, in the program, so to speak. Right. And so when I woke up out of that, that's where all of this that you're mentioning started to come in. Okay. okay. Was that in 2016 then? That was it. It really started coming in like around 2012. Now looking back in hindsight. Yeah. Um, but really talking just about team members coming in was about 2016 after I had the reincarnation in the same body experience. And I had experienced shortly after that, um, I'm not sure if it, I, I believe it was a Kundalini awakening, uh, but it's where my whole team came in at once and I saw them and they surrounded me while I was conscious and awake in my bed. Mm -hmm. And uh, my whole body went into a very unnatural, inhuman quaking uh, at such a velocity that my whole body paralyzed. Okay. And when I, when that stopped, like they were all there surrounding me, their silhouettes and their shapes and their sizes. That was really the first time in my more modern awakening, I would say, that I experienced them. And then what what I find happens for all of us is that you know, sometimes we get these sudden shocks of revelations of knowing or exposure or things like that. And then like your team kind of sits back and sees what you do with it and how you integrate it. And, and but typically for the most part, for most of us, we kind of get spoon fed these things, you know, like bits and pieces here, bits and pieces there. And then you get to a point over time where those bits and pieces start to formulate an image that you can actually say, ah, now I get, now I understand what, you know, it comes together. Um, and so that's really what my journey has been with my team is it's this perpetual ongoing spoon fed with some jump starts, you know, in between it all uh, yeah. of, of awareness and of knowing and embodiment. Okay. So with the team, um, just, you know, there are different ET races, different dimensional levels. Like, are they all over the place or are they a specific group? that are working with you more or yeah. How, how do yeah, you Yeah. So um, again, I think my, my journey is pretty similar in the sense that um, at first, like what I started to understand was that I was very connected to uh, the Sirius constellation, but I also knew that that wasn't my home per mm -hmm. se. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, and then the Palladians started coming in and I said, well, yeah, of course I, I, I knew that already that that's there as well. Um, but then it started going into like outside of this universe. Mm. Um, so it was my lineage, you know, if you will, comes from outside of the universe. So then I started getting all these downloads mm. and in short, um, 
there's there's a lot of lyran. Uh, you know, I hold a lot of lyran energy and frequency. Um, and we all hold angelic, right? Because the human yeah. being is actually part of the angelic hierarchy. We're in the 10th level of the angelic hierarchy. So we are made in the form of, of, of angels. So we're all like these angels. So the angelic beings are like the very super high frequency beings that are very connected in the sense of consciously with source. Mm -hmm. um, and the angelics were the original uh, race, if you will, that beamed this reality consciously into physical manifestation. So if you go through the epochs of the, of the planet, you know, going from the Polarian, the Polarian to the Hyperborean to the Lemurian to the, you know, Atlantis to the post-Atlantis, which is what we're in now. So I'm, I come from that lineage of like the original seed race, if you will, that literally thought this reality into physical manifestation over epochs of time. So my lineage goes way back. It's, I've been like every race as far as I'm aware. Um, yeah. And um, I'm, I'm here for the long haul. That's why I'm an Ascension and Awakening guide because my passion and my purpose has been for oh, probably over a million years now is the Ascension of this planet, the full coming around full circle of the planet from its original state as a etheric star, if you will, all the way through the realms and dimensions into the deepest of physicality, and then to rise back up again into being quite literally a solar star. Yeah. So wow. I've been here for the long haul. <laughs> okay. well, so when, when you say you've been here, is this in these different forms watching over, or are you talking more as like- a Boots human? on ground, boots on ground. So I've been here all through- the epochs through the Hyperborean, you know, from the Polarian to the Hyperborean to the Lumerian, very active uh, in all sorts of roles, right? Everything from just your everyday regular person to somebody who is, you know, of the royalty and, and just everything in between. Just, you know, there's an energy that I hold on a soul level that's just like, go, 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 go. And when I was younger, it, it really got me into trouble because it kept me in places far longer than you know, I, I would have preferred, let's put it that way, right? Uh, everything yeah. happens for a reason and everything, you know, unfolds according to divine timing. But we as co-creators are part of that, you know, so we have a say as to how long or how short. And for me, things lasted <laughs> a long time because of that energy of just like, just keep, keep going, keep moving. No matter what happens, you get knocked down, you pick up, you brush it off, you keep going. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I resemble that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. You know. <laughs> also, when was it that you really, um, I guess, remembered that all, all of these incarnations and this journey and that, like truly understanding your purpose? Yeah. So, wow. That's, you know, again, it's like an evolution. It, it was always there, but it built and, yeah. and it continues I must say to this day, it continues to build. It doesn't, there's no plateau. It just keeps getting more rich, more full, uh, with deeper levels of clarity. Um, I remember after having that reincarnation in the same body experience, 
Uh, it was shortly after that, within three months, I remember I was going to the supermarket. I was living up in New York at the time and driving my car. And I could just, my team was just there and just saying, you're here for the ascension. You're here as a key part of the ascension. You're here to support the planet and all life in the ascension. And, and I'm like sitting there driving the car and I'm like, fine. <laughs> I just was like, fine. I just said, I'm saying it out loud. I hear you. You know, I'm like, I hear you. I get it. That's what I'm here for. You know, but I had no clue what that really meant or what that, you know, how, in what way, you know, it was again, being kind of spoon fed with some of those you know, jolts of like, here's, you know, a whole big whammy download of information for you. Um, and it just continues to keep, keep coming together, you know, and, and as you, as you expand your awareness, as I'm sure you're, you're aware and, and those in your audience, as you expand your awareness to these things, you make room to fit it in. And once mm -hmm. you make room to fit it in, then your DNA lights up and you remember, because everything that you are is in your DNA. Yeah. It's all there. It just needs to be awakened. And so it's conversations like these, and it's just being open to that reality, that that actually is uh, part of this experience here on the planet and being okay with that and allowing that in, that lights you up. And then you remember, and then the cells start to vibrate, right? You start to get those chills and it's because that's just remembering all. That's, that's really what we're all doing here. We're just remembering. Yes. We are, and I, um, my own kind of experience. You know, I've, I've I've experienced this galactic kind of energy my entire life, um, but I wanted to be normal, <laughs> and and I did that whole three D matrix thing for for a little while as mm. well. Um, but then I just I couldn't do it anymore, mm -hmm. and the more that. When I, when I met, you know, part of my Arcturian team, that just, that planted the seed of like, okay, there's more, they, you know, there's more work for me to do that's different than anything I've ever done before. Mm -hmm. And so it was only when I moved here to Hawaii that I was able, I felt comfortable enough in myself and trusting enough that, that I could go down this path. Mm. And, but once I did that, like all of these other energies and beings just started showing up like, Hey, okay, work with us, work with us. Oh, that's and, awesome. Yeah. And so now I'm like you, I'm helping to introduce people to what these really are because there's nothing to be afraid of. And there's just, there's so much fear out there mm -hmm. about whatever extraterrestrials, galactics, anything in that realm. Mm -hmm. So yeah. 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 What, what I find is that these beings, if you will, that come in our team, many of them are us. Yes. They're aspects of us, right? Yeah. Whether you want to call it a soul extension or a past life mm -hmm. or, you know, a parallel or because we're such quantum multidimensional beings, we exist in so many spaces and places. Yes. So in my journey, that's what I have found. Like, you know, I have a, an aspect of me that is a Syrian surgeon. And so when I have issues, I'll bring in that aspect of me. And mm -hmm. one way that we connect is through a silver candle. I light the silver candle and I lay down and then I connect in and then we go through what we, what we need to go through. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a magical, magical journey. Uh, and you're absolutely right. There's there's really nothing. There's nothing to be afraid of. 
Um, when, when you have that knowing within yourself, um, just like you, you know, you, once you made that space mm -hmm. you made that commitment, okay, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go to this place. You made the space to allow it all in and everybody's experience and everybody's journey is so beautifully unique, right? It's like, no matter who I talk to, you know, people have their own journeys, but it's, there's, there's no end to the variation and the uniqueness with it. Mm -hmm. It's, I love it too. Well, so I want to know more because this is the first time I've ever heard about reincarnation in the same body. Mm. So what, what is that? And how do you know that that is what happened? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> tell, yeah, tell yeah, us yeah. more about that. Okay. So reincarnation in the same body is where, okay. So I'll just share with you my, my personal thing. It's okay. it, just in short, it's where your soul leaves your body and it's given a choice whether to stay or to continue on. Okay. And when you decide to stay and continue on, you come back into your body. But what happens is typically your contracts are done. So like in my case, I had a pre-birth agreement that when I got to a certain level of consciousness, when I got to a certain place within myself, that my contract would be done and it would be my choice then at that time to stay in physical incarnation or to serve on the other side, from the other side. Uh, obviously, I decided that I was staying. And yeah. not only that, I was like, hell yeah, I'm staying. I'm not going anywhere. So when, when the reincarnation in the same body experience happens, what happens is when you come back in, though, you come back in with upgraded contracts mm -hmm. and with more of your soul essence, right? Okay. So we're all these beautiful souls and we're part of soul groupings and soul monadics and soul families and so on and so forth. So as you go up the vibrational levels, as you rise in frequency, you expand out and you receive more of your soul essence, more of your soul group, whatever you want to call it. So what happened was it, I left the body and when I came back in, I came back in with more of my soul essence. So okay. that means more of my soul consciousness, all of that. So for me, my experience was radical. Yeah. I was walking out of a bagel store. I was listening to a video, a YouTube video about crystals. My phone was on speakerphone in my bag. I wasn't looking at the phone. I was walking out with my little brown paper bag. Okay. I walk out of the store and all of a sudden that voice, whatever it was with the crystals, stopped midstream and some other voice came on in the middle of a sentence like as if it had always been on and the voice said it's okay do nothing put your feet up get bored we give you permission and when i heard that voice and i heard those words it was like my whole my crown opened up this huge thrush of energy not physical energy but more like data information just right into my body. And mm -hmm. I was in a complete daze. I had, I, I literally was out of my body. I was okay. not in the body. I was somewhere else, but I was still standing, walking out outside of this store. Yeah, I was story. Story. Were you yeah. sitting down at this point? Or? No, no, I wasn't. <laughs> and I just kept walking. Like I didn't stop, but I was just not present. I was, I was not in my body. I was, had no awareness I was in absolute shock and I was disconnected from my body. And I made my way to the car, which was right around. And I got in the car and I just sat there. And I sat there with the bag in my hand and just sat there. 
until finally I came to and I said, what am I doing? And I started the car and I pulled the car back and I went right up to the light, which was right there. And I'm sitting there in the car, staring up at this red light and I'm just staring. And then all of a sudden I realized what happened and my whole life flashed from when I was young to, to now. And I realized in that moment why I had the life I had, why I went through all the trauma I went through, why I went all through all the difficulties and the pain and everything else. I did it all to get to this point, mm. this point right now. Now, I didn't know what that really meant at the time, but all I knew is I was waiting my entire life for this very moment right here, right now. And I'm here and I made it. I'm here. I've arrived. Like this happens as I'm staring at the light. Yeah. And this huge grin comes over my face and I'm driving home and I'm looking at everything around me. Everything looks so different, but yet it's the same. So what happened was quite literally is when I came back into the body in the reincarnation same body, my, my little vessel, my energetic vessel expanded out to receive all of this information, but I had no idea what to do with it. I was like floating around. I was like, what do okay. I do with all this? Yeah. What is all this? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, that that's literally what it was. So a reincarnation in the same body experience, you know, is, is a unique experience, right? Mine is my own, but it's similar to what's called a walk-in. Have you heard of the walk-in? I haven't actually, but I want to know what your experience or what your information is. Because yeah. I just had someone on the show that she's had seven walk-ins or actually eight walk-ins in her body. Yes. That yes. she cohabited with. Yes, yes. It's very, it's actually very common the walk-in and it's very common to have multiple walk-ins. For myself, I've had several of these reincarnation in the same bodies, but I, I don't know if I'd really consider it that full reincarnation. I don't think it's an opt-out thing for me. I think it's just more of my soul coming, coming in. But so from what I know and understand of a walk-in, it's again, it's a pre-birth agreement that you get to a certain point and then you leave the body so that another soul being can come in. Typically, the reasoning around this happening is because the soul that's looking to come in is of such a high frequency that the physical body cannot bear to hold the fetus and grow it, right? Unless yeah. the mother, right? So, right. you know, in terms of like Jesus, the ascended master, you know, Mary had to study with the Essenes and she did from the time she was like three years old, just to learn in the temples how to hold frequencies, right? So her thing is grace, how to hold that grace no matter what, so that she could actually house, you know, the soul of Jesus, so to speak, to bring in yeah. that high frequency being. So, you know, so that's what a walk-in, it's a pre-birth agreement. Many times it'll happen during some sort of trauma or, you know, um, birth or an accident, or it could just happen spontaneously. And typically the indications are after a walk-in is that the person, you know, they're in the body, they have all the cellular memory, they have all the muscular memory, and that makes it very challenging for walk-ins because they're still working with the old energy within the physical, the fascia, the bones and so on, but they have this high frequency. They're trying to integrate further into the body while holding all the memories Right. But yet trying to figure out, like, how come I don't like this anymore? How come this doesn't work for me anymore? They usually they lose friends, jobs, uh, even homes. For some reason, now they, they don't like being in their home. Right. Can okay. make it very challenging. Whereas with a reincarnation in the same body, it's still the same soul. Okay. 
It's just, you got a heck of a lot more all of a sudden to have to integrate. Got it. Right. So the, my reincarnation, the same body started my, I I'm still, I'm still healing, uh, like an eight year long plus healing journey of clearing deep karmic, uh, traumas, uh, genetics, ancestral lineage, DNA. I mean, I'm just constantly, you know, clearing house, clearing house through all the levels and layers, uh, throughout the quantum, you know, cause the clearing yeah. and it's just ongoing, you know, just keeps going. Okay. So how would someone know if they've had a walk-in or had a reincarnation in the same body experience? Mm. Typically, um, well, the reincarnation in the same body experience, it, it's, it's kind of like, you feel like you just got a huge download, okay. right? Cause yeah. you're bringing in more of your soul very suddenly. Right. Okay. Um, and what that may feel like for you again, it may be like, maybe you have an accident, you know, maybe you bump your head. And then when you come out of it, like you just feel like, what's the word? It's almost like you feel like you're not grounded at all. Like you're not integrated at all. Uh, but you also have a lot more resource available internally, a lot more knowledge or wisdom or, you know, escalation in consciousness, expansion in consciousness to such a level that you can't really explain it. Like how, how come all of a sudden I have this knowing in me or this ability in me, or it may come through through Claire's like all of a sudden you have this ability, but you don't know how to use it, but you realize it's there now all of a sudden, right? Okay. Okay. With, with a walk-in, a walk-in is more like, walk-ins can be very subtle uh, to the point that you you may not, but just one day you wake up and you're like, I don't like chocolate ice cream anymore. I used to love eating chocolate. Now I can't stand it. Or like the husband that you always loved and got along with. Now all of a sudden, like there's just things about him you just can't stand. Mm -hmm. Just some examples, right? right. Um, you know, maybe you loved gardening, you know, or maybe you hated gardening and now all of a sudden you love gardening. Like, well, where'd that come from? How, how? Right? You know, and typically there's confusion, Many times there's levels of depression that come with it because you just feel so disjunct. You don't feel connected and there's a loss. There's also, that's another part of the walk-in experience. There's grieving and loss that typically comes along with it on one level or another, whether the person is consciously aware of it or not. Interesting. Okay. Well, so how, how do you use all of this information to work with your clients? And like, what, what do people come to you for? Mm, yeah, yeah. So one thing I, I should share is when I had my reincarnation in the same body experience, I knew right away, like literally that week, I knew three things. I knew I needed to learn how to work with energy. I needed to learn about energy and how to work with it. Um, and I knew that I needed to understand universal law. I needed to understand the way in which this universe worked. And I needed to get my hands and my feet in the earth. I needed to learn how to work with the earth. So I, right away, I started working at a farm. Uh, I started on my Reiki, became a Reiki master. Uh, and I started studying universal laws, which at that time was, was not an easy feat to, you know, there's a lot more information. Mm -hmm. So how I work with my clients, again, it's an evolutionary journey, right? Yeah. That's constantly evolving. Um, I work with people one-on-one -on -one and I also work with people in groups. I find that within the group container, you can get very deep and very powerful when you work within the group synergy. Um, mm -hmm. I specialize in people who are challenged, right? Like 
they, they've been trying to do something, haven't been able to achieve it. Um, they're, uh, they're feeling stuck in one way or another. They, they want to evolve and grow, but for some reason this keeps happening or that keeps happening. Um, relationships, family monads, things of that nature I also specialize in. So I work as a channel healer. So quite literally when you work with me, um, it channels through and it typically goes really deep. Okay. Uh, I'm all about being efficient and getting right to the core of wherever mm -hmm. the root is of the embodiment of that fracture, fissure, uh, fissure or uh, uh, wound or trauma or whatever the distortion is that's being held that's causing the blockages. Um, and I get right to the root of that. But at the same time, I also coach. So I'm all about the empowerment of the individual. Mm -hmm. um, so always like different protocols, procedures, different um, things will come in to support the person in integrating the work and also in expanding their own consciousness. So this could be an angel that comes in. It could be a certain practice. Perhaps uh, it might be a dietary um, you know, uh, direction uh, based on what's found within the body. Maybe there's a brain balance um, that's off. Maybe it has to deal with the um, acids in the body, uh, toxins, all of those kinds of things, bacteria. There's, I mean, it, it, the span is like, you know, it can really just go absolutely anywhere. So I just channel it through and then I coach the person on how to integrate better practices in their life that support their growth. Okay. So with that, then are you are you or the energy, are you actually reading their body for them? Like, so you're the one determining what is off or where the blockages are. Yeah. So actually, no, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's, it's typically their higher self or their team that comes in. And then I'm just, I'm just the guide, right? They're, okay. they're, they're, they're actually, the client actually is the one doing all the work. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, they're the ones that need to uh, that are actually energetically making the shifts. They're the ones that are through my work. When I channel, I have them connecting with their team and working okay. with their team. So it's not I'm not the one really doing it. Yeah. I'm just the channel and the guide. And I just say, all right, they're telling me this is what, you know, it's a main low frequency program that's coming from a parallel life that you embody through the ancestral line on your mother's side. And, uh, you know, all right, let's go in. We're going to remove that. out, And I guide them with working with their team to clear it. Okay. And their team may say, all right, they need to work with this herb. They need to, uh, get out of their heads and get out of their own way and do this and this, or, you know, or they have this affirmation they need to work with this frequency, this program. Right. It's okay. they're, they're doing the work. I'm just, okay. I'm just the guide. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to, to, you know, cause everyone has different modalities in the way that they're doing this. And so, yeah. um, I, okay. Yeah. And is it mostly women or men or, does it matter? So I get a nice mixture of both. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. Which is, which is nice, but you know, it still leans more heavily still on the female side, right? We're, we're the initiators of this, we're the re initiating receivers of the, this, these higher energies and higher consciousness. And if a, if a man is lucky enough to be partnered with a woman who's aware, then he's on for the ride of his life. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> So what, um, 
there are so many places that we could go. What, I guess, with the work that you're doing and being here to help ascend, you know, be part of this ascension of, of Gaia, right? Not just humanity, but Gaia. Yes. So what is the vision of what that is looking like at this moment? Or I guess, I mean, in this timeline slice, right? Yeah. You have all these different timeline potential. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And it's more and more challenging to key into a certain timeline just because everything's shifting so quickly, right? We could just feel that, you know, it's just, yeah. everything's just moving so fast and everything's shifting so quickly. Um, so what I can say is, what I and what I coach on is to keep your focus on what it is you're creating, whatever that is, right? And so the what, how I see it, right, is this whole ascension thing is happening whether anybody wants it to or not, right? We're at that point energetically where there's really no going back, right? We we made a collective agreement on this planet that we are going to go through this ascension embodied which is unprecedented, right? right? So there's no other case, at least in this universe, where a planet has awakened conscious co-creators, God creators, if you will, embodied physically and are actually along with the planet ascending without having to die first. Typically you have to die in order to make that transition. So this is happening no matter what. So how I see it is it will eventually get to a place where unity consciousness will drive each of us to know innately what's right, what's wrong, what's best for everyone. And it will be an energy where it'll be easy to know that and to move forward with that. Just because the frequency on the planet if anybody's familiar with the Schumann resonance, right? That's S-C-H-U-M-A-N-N resonance is an actual geological uh, scale. And they, they measure quite literally the frequency of the planet. So it used to be like, you know, around 50 or something. It's up into the thousands. I mean, it's just, it's, it's out of this world, quite literally. Um, this is raising the frequency of the planet and all beings and elements and kingdoms upon it, which Mm -hmm. means all those that are holding those low frequencies, those densities, fears, where all of that, all those that are service to self that are forsaking everyone else for their own betterment or what have you are not going to be able to maintain themselves on this planet in one way or another, right? They're going to, in one way or another. And so it's going to get to a point where it's going to be people like me and you and like your neighbors and your children and so on and so forth, that um, the energy is just not going to sustain anything less than unity consciousness, than compassion. And what that looks like is, you know, walking around and you can just innately feel the other person where the subtle senses will become more prominent in our daily lives. And so the ability to lie, cheat, and steal will become obsolete just because the transparency is there. So we will learn how to move through those things and uh, move into this more loving, more supporting, more 
horizontally aligned society instead of so hierarchical where it's, you know, yeah. vertical top down, mm -hmm. um, you know, where lies and deceit are just as plain as, you know, your forehead. And right. so people are just going to know that it's just not, you just can't, it's just not part of the reality anymore. Eventually that's where it's headed in my book. Okay. Well, and I love that because that's um, all of the beings that I channel. That's, what they teach same with like yeah okay which timeline do you want to be on yeah you hold your focus to that <laughs> right that, and it is unity consciousness love you know yeah yeah no yeah. longer judging people as well but because you know everyone's on their own journey and like you're saying you become in integrity with yourself mm -hmm. yes. yeah yeah and you don't need anybody to tell you what to do or where to go or what's right or what's wrong, right? Yeah. It's just because, I mean, imagine imagine a world where everything you think and feel is as clear to everyone around you, clearer than anything yeah. you say or do. Right. That That's ultimately where this is headed. And so mm -hmm. one thing I definitely coach on and I encourage is for people to become very aware of their inner landscape, mm -hmm. very aware of what they're thinking and feeling and question, why am I thinking and feeling? Give space and probe with those things. I have a whole protocol that supports people in being able to find that clarity through asking a step-by-step -step questions and bringing in further awareness. And that's very healing. I mean, healing is just the act of coming into wholeness, right? All these fragmented parts and pieces of ourselves. when you heal, they start to come and they merge into your fields and you become more you, quite frankly. So yeah, that, that's where I see it going. Okay. Well, and I know that some, some people see it within our lifetime and others are like, no, it's, it's going to be, you know, way past that. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm curious what, what you see with that. Yeah. And is in the astrology about that too? Mm, yeah. So that's a beautiful thing too, because the astrology so parallels all of our energetics, or I should say our energetics parallel, right? Mm -hmm. The astrology and the astrology shows the uh, support of the continual coming into unity. Okay. So it's again, happening whether we want it to or not. Yeah. Um, but this, this, this whole process, you know, of this unity and within the astrology, which timeline you end up on is dictated by your focus. So the more, again, that if you just simply focus on what you're creating, stop watching the ship burn, stop mm -hmm. watching all the hoopla and the theatrics, and it's all, yeah, it's all over anyway. It's all old energy. Like, let them flap it out like fish on the, you know, yeah. on the boardwalk. The more you focus on what you're creating, then you are aligning yourself in frequency with the timeline that we're talking about, right? The more that you pay attention to what's falling apart, then you're you're dragging it out. I am of the firm belief as quantum multidimensional beings mm -hmm. that you may end up in the timeline where it happens in your lifetime, but your next door neighbor may not. They right. may wind up in the timeline where it doesn't happen in their lifetime because they're, yeah. they're drawing it out, right? It, it's not a systems like flip a switch, we're quantum multidimensional beings. We can all live in a different reality, but be in the same town. Yes. 
Absolutely. I We are so on the same page. So I appreciate <laughs> you sharing that with my audience because yeah, <laughs> more of us that understand that and are out there teaching it, sharing it, mm. there will be some light bulbs going on with people. And, yeah. and again, it's like whoever's meant to hear this will hear it. Absolutely. Yes. And there's no right or wrong about the timing. If someone is in that, in those other timelines, that's, that's fine for them. Yes. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. We're co-creators. Yes. Right. You have on one end, you have, you know, the infinite consciousness coming in to create, and then you're a player in that and you're mm -hmm. co-creating alongside that and your choices and your decisions and where you choose to put your energy and attention is, you know, the playing field that you're working in, right? Yeah. You can only create out of the playing field that you're working in. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, I would love for you to share with people as we're wrapping up here, how to find you. Um, so, which social medias are you on? What's your website? Yes, yes. So my website is www.yoursource.co. So that's all spelled out, Y-O-U-A-R-E-S-O-U-R-C-E.co. Co is in co-creation.com. Okay. Uh, okay. And for social media, I have actually backed off of my social media, but you can see me uh, and some of my work and, you know, me teaching or what have you on my YouTube channel, which is you are source and all spelt out. Um, I'm also on Instagram lady from source I'm on TikTok, TikTok lady from source. So you can see me on those platforms and you can always email me at lady from source at you are source.co can email me directly there. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. Well, Danielle, thank you so much for being on the show. And for those watching and listening, just really soak in the energy of this beautiful lady, because I, I mean, I can feel it through this screen. Like I've been getting goosebumps the whole time that you've mm. been sharing. And I just, I feel like I have a, another soul sister. <laughs> there I am. <laughs> thank you, Lisa. So, thank you so much for this beautiful platform. Really, it's such a gift. Thank you. Thank you. And for those watching and listening, thank you so much. And I'll see you next time on Connection to the Cosmos. Aloha. <laughs>